Welcome to the Sony Pictures Network's Go Beyond podcast, where we go beyond the surface and uncover the extraordinary. I'm your host, Akshay Kapoor. Today's guest isn't one to conform to society's rules and expectations just because. She lives an offbeat life, or perhaps it would be more accurate to say she lives life to her own beat. She exemplifies amazing courage and grit in breaking down stereotypes. She's a freelance professional in an unconventional career. She also is an entrepreneur with her own label of non-alcoholic gourmet cocktail mixers. She's mastered the art of mixology and she can perform captivating feats of physical dexterity in ways that seem effortless. In her own words, she's a rebel of many causes, but one could argue that she's also an icon for those who are looking to color outside the lines. It's a great pleasure to welcome freelance flair bartender Ami Shroff. Ami, how are you feeling today? Very glad to have you on the show. Wow, thanks Akshay. It was a super introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure for us to have you here and I get the sense that you're someone who loves to challenge the boundaries of your comfort zone. Contrary to conventional idiomatic wisdom, there are times where your job literally has you playing with fire. Have you always been fearless? Ha. Uh fire doesn't scare me. There are many things that do scare me and uh <laughs> Fearless, I think, is also something like to go beyond your fears. It's uh, not about not being afraid, but I think there's a slight sense of nervousness that comes even before a performance, and maybe that's a sense of fear. But uh, I think it's required. Like these emotions that we experience, including fear, is important, and um, it prepares us a little better or a little more focused. So I wouldn't say I'm fearless, but um, I think sometimes the fears are not as important as what we want to do. Yeah, that's that's interesting. and I, i like that you said go beyond the fear is there any example from you know something you've done where you had to challenge yourself to like really get up there and face your fears and overcome them yeah multiple small things uh, probably like i had a slight fear of heights right. uh, initially uh, more than i do now but i think in the process of rock climbing and uh, learning some mountaineering and trekking in high spaces for challenging and i think they did get me more confident about being around heights or being around on top of a mountain and uh, yeah i think just practicing it makes these fears go away interesting and not to sound too esoteric but can you tell us about the vintage of amishraf i think a childhood uh, molds us in so many ways that it forms our personalities as adults As a kid I was extremely playful. So in school I would get into trouble often like my parents would get stressed about many things or I wasn't as interested in studying and reading books unless I really had to and there were exams but now I think I'm more fascinated with education or learning new things and just about anything more than I was as a child. I just feel like it wasn't introduced to me in the right manner and I'm I'm more of an experiential learner which is why sports really I found fascinating right. uh, one of the earliest sports were karate which also uh, introduced me to like playing with different objects such as the stick or the nunchaku and uh, controlling it it brought self confidence in me it made me test my own abilities and challenge myself were you also always like an independent thinker and were very sure of what your interests were and what they weren't or or is that something you had to develop over a sense of time and learning mm i'm not sure about it i think i was quite independent thinker or i was unique in my thoughts and uh, many things were not mainstream for me i liked something unique hmm. things that stood out in fact <laughs> uh, but i also think i was a very indecisive person because maybe i want a bit of both or maybe 
there isn't it's not just black and white right. in many situations where we have to make these choices of either this or that so in such moments sometimes i just wait till the last minute to make a call and then i kind of just know what i want right but uh, yeah i think i can be a very indecisive person at the same time <laughs> <laughs> fair enough i guess you have sort of best of both worlds in that regard <laughs> <laughs> i i hope so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then if if that's the case i know you developed an interest for juggling yeah. um but then how did you get pulled into the world of bartending and then even more so flair bartending uh was it gut instinct or was it one of these last minute decisions that you know like spur of the moment kind of things no i think it was always gut to a large extent i think it was attraction okay. i just get attracted towards certain things in flair bartending flair is what attracted me towards the profession i mean the whole object manipulation fascinated me i saw it as a sport along with it being an art of sorts right and um, i wanted to know more about it it was just a curiosity that pulled me towards the profession and i think it's been a very strong force in my life mm-hmm. curiosity has popped up and i have gone towards it mountaineering just popped up and i was curious about it i wanted to challenge myself in that manner similarly if i tried some other areas like surfing or skateboarding or slacklining it was all because of curiosity i think that pulled me to that space mm-hmm. and uh, at some point i think when you do something often enough and you become a little good at it you can make money from it and make it a profession at some point as well mm. so that's kind of how my journey started with flair bartending also i got pulled because of flair and even bartending was quite fun like playing with ingredients you know being behind the bar in control of that one little space your area i really liked that feeling and especially as an 18 year old it was very fascinating because yeah just going to bars was fun and i mean it was new for me back then <laughs> yeah i can imagine where did you first encounter flair bartending it was um, my first time i saw bartender life hmm. was flaring behind the bar in an event that me and two of my buddies had gone for in one of those events we met this bartender and i already knew a couple of moves which i'd learned in flair hmm. from this movie called cocktails where tom cruise flips around some bottles and that's really basic flair right. what you see him doing that i knew like these three simple moves with a plastic bottle filled with water is what i tried <laughs> and uh, yeah and it's pretty much back then when i was 13 years old and then when i met a bartender ankit nigandi and uh, i showed him these three four moves he found it interesting that i already knew these two three basic simple moves hmm. and he asked to join at an event in goa that time and we were just assisting them behind the bar we met another bartender shawn and pretty much both of them taught us what we needed to know in the beginning some basic cocktails what is alcohol what is the vodka whiskey why is it different why does it taste different i was completely clueless about everything so i kind of just learned on the job and then a little bit through the internet and uh, watching videos and stuff but now you have many bartending schools also who kind of introduce you in a more uh planned out like a better way i would say did you take to it like a fish to water or was there a learning curve <laughs> i think it luckily came my way but there was an always an interest in me to enter the profession or to know more actually hmm. it was just like a hobby when i initially started and it was along with college that we were doing it uh then we worked in marriotts for a few months we learned a lot over there uh this was during our summer break and then again we went back to freelance so i was always more or less a freelancer especially because i was doing it along with college then i realized free freelance also gave you a lot more free time a little more money right and it allowed me to travel to try these other different things which pulled my interest as well yeah and 
that's how it kind of started and and then it just became a profession at some point. Fair enough, I guess it just happened. Yeah. Serendipity is the word, correct? <laughs> I think, yeah, that's how many things have happened for me in my life. Like there's a certain interest that someone sparks or somebody inspires you with, and then it's lingering at the back of your head. So there are multiple different aspects or multiple different skills and things which have interested me. And at some point it helps me in my profession as well, in some way or the other. We know that when it comes to you, there's no beating around the bush that you in fact do go beyond stereotypes in many ways and you've been quoted as describing yourself as a rebel of many causes. May I ask you to share with us what these causes are and how you came to champion them in your life? So I think right from the start, uh, especially because I was in an all-girls school, there were multiple different rules that were assigned just based on gender per se and um, I think there are a lot more rules that girls have to go through than boys do or they both suck either ways you know because if it's gender oriented it just doesn't make sense. And we sort of raise uh, children from an early start based on the sex that they are born with or rather than the gender that they identify with. Like we presume everyone is cisgendered, we presume everyone is heterosexual. We lay so much of an importance on aspects, uh, concepts like marriage and these kind of things. And like sex is such a taboo to talk about. Also seem like genders don't know how to interact with each other. And sometimes, I mean, most girls would play with girls, boys would play with boys. And as a child, I didn't have many of these rules imposed by my parents at least. And especially my mom, like she put me into karate. She would be okay with me playing with whoever I wanted to or get hurt and it's not a problem. Whereas I think otherwise, if you're playful and you're getting bruised all over as a girl, many parents get very worried. Like they'll tell you, don't play with all the boys. And these kind of rules were not there for me, at least from their side. But maybe from school, it was kind of there probably like how I had to wear my hair or how I needed to comb it because it was curly and all over the place or how long our skirts need to be, our socks need to be rolled up and a few other things, you know, but it's not like I challenged them or I rebelled against them at that age, but it's just that I didn't remember to follow them because it made no sense to me or I didn't find the importance of it. And um, yeah, I think so that's how it sort of started at a very young age. But at a later stage, I also understood that how sexuality should not be something that we take for granted and we shouldn't presume everyone is heterosexual from the start and um, yeah it's uh, when I was open about it made me freer and brought out these different sides in me as well um, yeah, I think these things were not there in my development and not of my interest also at a very young age and that's kind of how I ended up becoming a rebel without much effort in the right way definitely is there any particular rule or, or confinement that society has that you especially found mm -hmm. um, that this doesn't make sense and this this is something that I don't need to you know listen to. Yeah, um, so there's not that one major one but there are so many tiny ones I think just in the aspect of how we define the two genders to be how boys should not cry or they need to not show their emotions and they need to be the ones who are the protectors or take care of the family and uh, make sure they're financially independent whereas we don't give that kind of an importance to girls or to women uh, even now and even today I think one of the major reasons for that is that one of the most common professions of India which is the housemaker is still an unpaid profession and it's still assigned to most often the woman of the house so that itself like financial independence I think is something that is a, a ridiculous expectation that is there on men but not on women and I think that creates such a major imbalance in so many other ways and also along with that like to presume 
um, that everyone is cisgendered or heterosexual is something we can stop because we need to understand and be a little more accepting towards uh, diversity, be more inclusive towards all kinds of people, um, irrespective of not just gender and their sexual orientation, but from where they come, what their profession is, what um, their background is, whatever these castes and religions and other things that divide us and all of these things make no sense. So I think I pretty much don't follow these preconceived notions or things that define humans and put them into boxes at the start itself. And I think we should just break those boxes as much as we can. And that itself is quite rebellious in its own way. Certainly. I think the, the idea of inclusiveness right. that you talked about can also be linked very closely to mixology because as a mixologist, you're no doubt aware that there's a number of ingredients that go into creating that perfect mix. Absolutely. Correct? That's how it, it tastes so awesome. It's not about having too much of anything, but in that right balance, things taste delicious. Uh, when it's mixed up with a variety of flavors and um, yeah you can't just have it one way like it can't just be too sweet or too sour too spicy it has to have that balance of other flavors that's there in a hint or in some way to make a great cocktail also I can't help but say that I noticed from your Instagram stories uh, you did talk about the fact that your parents gave you a lot of space and that gave you freedom to choose to do things your own way is that correct? yeah I never heard my parents speak about like this profession is not good, whereas this is the profession you should be entering. All these aspects were like the freedom I realize now that I received because I've seen that many girls especially or even boys have not received that freedom when they were younger or they had lots of these expectations and rules. And I think the only expectation that was majorly put on me was to clear the year to pass or to study. I think they gave me so much freedom to make my mistakes, to make these choices. And they always guided me also alongside. Was there any moment in all these years of parenting that you thought was like a really important turning point for me and it gave me the, the strength or the, the opportunity to pursue what I want to do or explore? And Many such moments. For example, even when I first traveled to the mountains and I was doing mountaineering, my dad was quite worried about like me being up there alone by myself it means there were lots of people there were trainers there were other students but like alone just me going there myself even when I used to travel by myself or my sister traveled by herself uh, my dad would get extremely worried or he would want to know where we are what we're doing it's need to speak to him on a daily basis as much as possible so my dad was quite protective and he was really looking out and my mom was like you know you just go do what you want explore make your mistakes and you're gonna learn it this way and it's a better way to learn it was a nice mix that I had from them also of protection as well as freedom uh, right from the start. Even when I started bartending, I didn't initially tell my parents about it. And uh, I think a month or <laughs> after, yeah, they found out somehow. And I told them that I was just basically at the gate stamping people when they're entering or whatever, like a hostess at the gate and they were fine with that. But I think back then being around alcohol, around drunk people, all these aspects were something that my dad was very worried about. But once he found out that I'm doing this, he just wanted to know like, where am I doing it? Who's the manager? Give me their contact details. Uh, how are you getting dropped back home? Are they taking care of all that? And that was nice to kind of make sure that, you know, these are little things that we should look out for ourselves, which I might have neglected initially if it wasn't for my father. So in, in a certain way, it was nice for him to like just be looking out for me. And as a freelancer also, I would just inform him about where am I going? What's the contact number? Where am I staying? 
and yeah there was someone always there to look out for me for that uh, when you're performing you know juggling bottles and flipping cups there's so much you have to be in control of you work in unconventional profession and even unconventional hours at times so how do you manage the balancing act in your personal life mm, i don't know it just manages sometimes i'm not able to manage it sometimes i'm like whoa this is getting too much or as a freelancer sometimes you have patches of um, having a lot of free time hmm. and you find ways to make that free time productive for yourself in a way or feel motivated enough to do other things even if it's not uh, getting you money right. and train yourself to get better at what you already do so um that sometimes can be challenging and there are days when i would say it's not such a productive day or i'm just busy on like watching a bunch of movies or just not doing much but i think that's fine uh it's the next day that i realize like okay i need to like get out or do something cuz i'm i'm craving for it you know so sometimes i let myself just whatever if you call it waste away uh, take a break but it only makes me crave to do something exciting and productive after and i think i'm still on a path of uh, self discovery or self improvement and i think maybe we never end that journey in a certain aspect but as long as we are on that journey we just make a better version of ourselves that's what i think is important which is absolutely fair and fantastic and but do you find that it's easy to motivate yourself are you inherently a motivated person mm. <laughs> sometimes i think it's a it's a little tricky uh there are moments where i feel like i wish i was disciplined or dedicated enough to be practicing my flair and my juggling arts in a very um, disciplined manner hmm. and i do feel like i can improve in certain aspects like that but yeah i otherwise wait to feel inspired enough to get on with like okay it's been a while i'm not practiced let me practice some and then i'm practicing for a couple of hours and then there's something that motivates me like a competition motivates us so before a gig also i get motivated to practice a little and touch up my skills or plan out how am i going to perform or what is the sequence but yeah i think i would really like to improve my discipline to be motivated enough to be doing it on a every day so yeah i heard somebody say once that like screwed motivation all you need is discipline and i think that makes sense also fair i mean having trained in a martial arts i'm sure that isn't far away for you martial arts were really cool uh, to teach you aspects of discipline and endurance and a lot more uh, areas of like the self development but it gave me so much confidence i think to just go for it it made me feel like its size does not matter it doesn't matter like how small or tiny i might be i can bring down a person twice my size it's all about technique and it's about how you use your power and skill in the right way so yeah i think that was a big starting point for me that framed me as a person i am today right that makes sense moving on to something slightly different there's the age old movie cliche that people open up to bartenders <laughs> yeah is there any truth to it in your experience and if so then what amusing anecdotes have you gathered while tending the bar uh, so sometimes if the music is not too loud you can have a conversation with a guest and uh, especially if a guest has come by themselves right. yeah but i think it depends again on multiple factors like if the bar is busy i might not be able to have these long conversations but just listening to your guests and having a ear out there when you want to have a conversation about something and sure sharing what thoughts pop up in your mind also and it's happened on very few moments because as a freelancer i'm not meeting the same guest again and again 
Whereas this situation would happen when you are working in one particular bar and you have regulars. Sometimes small silly mistakes, like my first time I, I might have dropped a bottle and it fell on this rack or like a bunch of glasses that were piled on top of each other and oh. this, the bottle slipped out of my hand and it went crashing into those glasses. And I think around that time is when the music had a pause and everyone heard that sound as well. And it brought all this attention. So it was kind of embarrassing in that moment to be in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. And usually when a glass breaks in a bar, you know, everyone goes like, ooh, or cheers yeah. or something. But it was a mix of finding it funny as well as being embarrassed in that moment. And it was all good. Certainly, since we spoke of flaming shots, but any shots of wisdom for youngsters or people of any age who are looking to start anew and forge their own path in life? The world is opening up to so many new things now. Like there'll come a point when bartending and maybe being a podcast host will be a <laughs> conventional profession. And then there will be these new unconventional professions which are going to pop up, which we've never heard about. And yeah. I think the more unique one can be, it might be like an industry that's not formed yet but you will be one of the few in that industry and it's so awesome we can just focus on what we enjoy doing and becoming better versions of ourselves and um, the people who are truly excited about the conventional professions I think they don't get a chance because maybe they think that's we define like these five or ten professions to be the best professions or the good professions that one should get into whereas one should just enter the space that they get excited about that creates a tingly feeling inside them like it's attraction like you should just feel like you're attracted towards it and it's pulling you lovely i think that's a fantastic note to end our conversation on so i mean thank you so much for your time and for your patience as well i enjoyed speaking with you a lot and yeah thank you for having me it was fun absolutely hopefully we'll get to meet in person soon yeah so too i hope things open up and i hope to see you maybe when i'm behind the bar and making you a cocktail or something (laughs) (laughs) sounds good If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to and follow the Go Beyond podcast on www.sonypicturesnetworks.com slash podcast. We're also present on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a host of other platforms. Don't forget to rate and review us too. I've been your host, Akshay Kapoor, and I look forward to seeing you on our next journey into the beyond.